So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection Now, with your hosts, Jean Victoria Norlock and Rick O'Shields, bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of Everyday Connection Now. I'm, yet again, Rico Shields, and however many thousands of miles and up there, uh, mountains, yeah, mountains. Jean Victoria Norlock, how are you, Jean? I'm, I'm good. I'm still <sighs> from yesterday's news. I just told my husband today, actually, um, about a couple hours ago. So he was just kind of his eyes kind of lit up. His, oh, his eyes lit yeah, well, up. Well, he knows how much. Well, he knows how much the film means to me. So, you know, for for him to know that I'm going to be able to see it to its completion is really exciting. And um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I was a little breathless for the show taping last night with the news. Oh, totally. Yeah. The strength movie. Under another name, a provisional name. What working title is that? What they call it? Working title, strength movie, uh, is going right. to be completed, mm-hmm. just as she always envisioned. Actually, yes. better than envisioned. But see, that's yes. that whole if you can turn it loose and let your higher self do it, because as Bashar says, like the best you can imagine is like that's where your higher self starts. Just let it go. I think I think the most interesting part about it is that the director is the original director. He was supposed to direct the film in the first place, and we've contacted the original film crew, and he's he's planning on bringing the original team back together um, to bring the whole thing full circle. So uh, not only is it going to be a, a wondrous ending to a long, crazy adventure, but it's going to heal a lot of old wounds as well. So um, I'm looking forward to the journey. And yeah. uh, to see in the completion. Yeah. Healing old wounds. Making new films. And yeah. It, how awesome is that? It's just It pretty, is awesome. And, awesome. and I'm going to do something tonight that I don't often do on the show. Um, but I'm going to do this for the Sauce Kids. Nathaniel Mexica, the gentleman who is the father of the 100-some children of the Shepherd of the Hills Children's Foundation, um, has just by, diagnosed with a heart problem that requires surgery so i would ask our listeners for prayers for this man um not that i don't believe god already holds him uh gently in the palm of his hand but uh as much energetic support in whatever capacity our listeners feel comfortable giving that would be much appreciated on my end because he's done so much good and i just love to see the love pouring in his direction right now in in support for the family and for his journey that he's going to be taking. So. Absolutely. 
And he's in the Philippines, and so we'll mention our friends in the Philippines again. Um, yes. Also because I, I'll put it out there on the radio show. I've put it on my wall. I've talked about it on the radio show before. Um, the aircraft carrier George Washington arrived on the scene and is flying flights all day long of uh, food, water, medicine. Uh, so supplies are uh, beginning to get in. Uh, but I, I think it would be grand. I, I enjoy, anyway, imagining the militaries of the world being uh, converted so that instead of calling it an aircraft carrier, we call it an air relief carrier. Um, take some of these destroyers and mothball them and, and activate and keep staffed and on-location hospital ships and also relief supplies so that we have a ready response force, a global ready response force that can be within... 24 hours anywhere uh, with immediate relief should something like this happen again. Um, and and, and that you know, brings up an interesting question, Rick, because the question always comes to people's minds when we talk about peaceful. What would we do with all this equipment and all these the resources and all the people? Uh, that system is run so well and so efficiently that it could be easily switched over to a relief and care system. And so those very people who are fighting for freedom could now instead care for those who need it. Um, so that, you know, it's something to hold in your heart as, as an intention for our future. Because I, I think it would be a glorious way I mean, you to look at transition. You, 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 the military is not just the U.S. military, but the Russian military, the uh, these militaries have sort of built themselves around being able to transport tanks and trucks and stuff anywhere on yeah, short notice. They're super efficient. And um, and then once people are stationed somewhere, supplies, letters from home, stuff gets there right regular on schedule. And uh, you know you take the big air force. They used to call it Military Airlift Command. I don't, I don't know what they call it now, but the big Air Force transport wing that transports people and tanks and stuff. And uh, we keep the ones that, that, that can carry tanks. They can carry ambulances and stuff to areas like this. And, um, and then the big supply flights, you start loading it with food and flying it to where people are hungry. They already know how. We have airplanes that don't even need airstrips, you know, that can land. If there's dirt, it's reasonably smooth. And we could put hunger out of business, and we could be, and this would be a cooperative thing. It wouldn't be anybody's one thing. It would be the global, you know, response crew. And um, something like this happened. Um no need to activate a hospital ship and take four weeks to get there. Get it there in, the tw in 24 hours. Get those injured people, fly right. them out. And uh, uh, it would just be so awesome. And, and I know some folks, military folks, and they are doing what they're doing out of a sense of service to others. Well, I bet you money, certainly all of them that I am acquainted with, would rather rescue people than shoot people. And, uh, Absolutely, and that's what I'm saying when I say, you know, they've been laying their life on the line for so long to defend their homeland and to defend their people. Well, once the defense is no longer needed, those men and women who have cared enough to give their life for their fellow man are still going to care. 
So what are you going to do with that kind of energy? We'll send them out helping people because that's really what they want to do anyways. Yeah. Or they wouldn't be doing what they do. Or maybe the they part. maybe they signed on to the Navy so that because they need a way to get a college degree, well, okay, you sign on to the Global uh, Ready Response Force and uh, uh, the Force for Good and, and do the same thing. Yeah. Give them a college degree let them go to school if they'll if they'll use it well and and uh so there's this is kind of what we talk about that there's there's really no need for all these structures everybody says that everything on the planet should just go go boom and then we'll start over (laughs) what we don't need to start over we We need to take what we have and and tweak it just twist it just a little bit you know and yeah uh somebody sees a olive colored helicopter coming they'll cheer instead of run for cover. And, and wouldn't that be cool? Spy drones that can orbit over something for two days taking pictures? Well, how better to know where's the people that need to rescue them? You know? I mean, it, it, there's no that, need to blow it all up. You know, we might have not so much use for fighter planes, but we can turn those into, you know, fun things that people can do on the weekend. They go in a fighter plane and do <laughs> loops. it will be the, you know... Right. Mobile amusement park, and you could keep some on the aircraft carriers, uh, and and uh, take some of these kids that are in such drastic thing, and take them up and go do loop de loops with them, and let them go laugh all the way home. You could raise the vibration of the village pretty fast that way, I think. But anyway, I digress. <clears throat> um, no, it is. It's such one of a my. Thought it's one of my. On what could be if we could tweak the systems that we have already. And since we're on that topic, real quick before we bring our guest on, we have to mention these crazy these Swiss. crazy Swiss people. <laughs> They're at it again. They're eating too much chocolate again. They're all feel-good feel hormones. Them. Switzerland, I love you. They're having a referendum. It, it seems that uh, a group of folks showed up at the Capitol a while back with eight million coins in a dump truck, and they dumped them on the right in front of the Capitol, uh, together with a whole bunch of signatures for a referendum on something that held Jean's rapt attention for like an hour today. And that's hard to do. She's well, she moves from thing to thing so fast. Me too. It was, it was such a glorious energy to swim in for a while. They're going to. Have this public vote and public referendum on instituting a basic income in Switzerland so that you would receive a paycheck every month. A paycheck, money, not certificates or coupons or like a paycheck, money for um, having a pulse. Breathing. Breathing. Or having a pulse. Yeah. If you're um, over the age of 21, and remember the society, I believe, is the intention. doesn't matter how much money you make, how poor you are, how rich you are. How lazy um, you are, how energetic you are. How lazy you are, how energetic you are, how outgoing you are. Everybody gets the same amount of money. Everybody gets a check every month. It's not huge. It's just basic income. In other words, like let you get mm-hmm. a house or a place to live, utilities, food, Indeed. that sort of stuff. And 
the article in the New York Times, which was shared on Everyday Connections wall as well as uh, mine, and I'm sure you shared it too, Gene, and we didn't talk about that, but I'm sure you did, um, talks about, well, you know, let's see, you've got to stay home and care for a parent, and you just don't know what you're going to do. Well, you'll at least know that your basics are covered. And you want to be, you want to write a book, or you want to pick up trash. You always wanted to be one of those guys in the park with the little stick with a nail on the end. Whatever. What would you do if your basics were met instead of you have to have some job because you have to have it? Which we're, ah, ah, sounds just sounds heavy saying it. Yeah. And. Um, Totally sounds uh, heavy to say. You know, you take the United States, for example, it's what I'm familiar with. Even though I'm down here in Costa Rica, I, I spent 50 years up there. Um, you know, single father, two kids, wife has passed away or left or whatever. Single father, two kids. He's got to go to uh, HUD to get housing vouchers. You've got to go to the department over here to get food stamps. You've got to go over here to see about Social Security child something. you you, you got to not only go to all these places, the government has to pay for all these places and all the people that are inside. And Not to mention the indignity that many people suffer from having to go to the grocery store and pay for their food with food stamps. Or in Canada, to stand in line for food banks. Or to cash a welfare check. So let's um, or stop to all line that. line up at the welfare office. Guilt and grief and bleh. Right. <clears throat> and... Give people back their sense of self-worth and just let's, let's stand on the truth of the matter that all humans, upon entering this glorious planet we call Earth, are of equal worth and value to every other human being on this planet. And for that reason, let's give them all a chance to do whatever it is they feel passionate in the core of their being to do, knowing that they will have food, shelter, security, and that they will not have to say no when their mom gets old enough that she can't care for herself. Or mom that has to it's leave the raising of the amazing, child care yeah. because she has to work a second job. Such an amazing concept, and so and it's going to a public referendum, so that you know it's it could happen, and it's cool. So and let's hold that happen. one in our in our hearts as well. On a small scale, but to test it to see, you know, would this just cause everybody to sit and nothing get done? It was actually done in Canada in the seventies, and a small little town, the uh, what is it, the the Garden of Manitoba? We said. Yes. I don't have the article in front of me, but. Uh, it starts with a D. Anyway, um, they did this on a short-term basis, a couple of years, and we'll see what happens. The high school graduation rate went from 25% to 100%. The hospitalization rate fell. Crime rate fell. Because, you see, if the pressure's off, that I might not survive oh my god this really in this society there today with the technologies that we have and everything else there's no reason that anybody should be hungry there's just not an excuse and nope. so this goes right to the restructuring the military thing uh, 
too. Uh, and and I believe in the long run it would probably save governments a whole lot of money. You cancel the welfare state, do away with poverty, just gone. Nobody lives below the poverty line anymore. Nobody. And um, I think you would see some mighty wonderful things. But the savings in health care costs to the government alone would be enough. Anyway, enough enough uh, babbling. This, we went past bantering to babbling, I think, um, because we have a wonderful guest with us tonight. And she may have a thing or two to say about some of those things, but we're... Uh, uh, we're going to have the question and all, you know. Uh, yeah, we have it's a very important question. It's a very important question for everybody to think about. Uh, we have with us this evening, Deborah Jacobs. Welcome, Deborah. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Just sitting here listening to you guys. Bantering away. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's good. It's It's good talk. Let me try to find. I a forgot little, I was uh, on the call. <laughs> it's like, oh wait, I'm supposed to be part of this. I was just listening. <laughs> yeah, I was just listening. Well, awesome. So, Deborah, my dear, big question. Hope you studied. It's a hard one. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Who, who on earth are you, and what do you do? Hmm. Wow, how many hats can I throw in the air at one time and keep them going? Um, well, you know, the the whole basis is I am here to bring information and truth through the assistance of Archangel Michael. He's talked to me since I was six years old, and um, I always tell clients who book readings with me, one, it's not a typical psychic reading. I'm an intuitive life coach, and if you don't want to know the truth, don't ask us because that's what you're going to get is the truth. And I I feel like, and I don't even know if you know this about me, but I feel like uh, I I owned Mystic Pop Magazine for nine years, and when I started that, it was all about bringing every path that there was of truth out to the world where, you know, if somebody is triggered by Buddhism or somebody is triggered by, you know, uh, Egyptian philosophy, no matter what it is, the path to light is all going to the same place. And so I feel like, you know, I was put on this planet in this lifetime to put a mirror up to people and say, okay, what's the truth? And teach people to do their own work not take a pill. <laughs> There's my answer. That's awesome. <laughs> I like it. Did I do my homework? <laughs> take the you purple pill. You did your pill. homework. <laughs> I mean, okay, well, the, one, so the one thing that's, that drives uh, Michael, I'm just, I'll just call him Michael. Everybody knows I'm talking about Archangel Michael. Uh, but the one thing that irritates uh, most of the angelic realm is that humans have this thing about wanting to either blame others or get others to do their stuff, their work. And it would be so much faster and so much easier if we would just learn to be responsible and do our own work. And 
and find out, wow, life can be good. There's a there's a song that this guy wrote that's uh, where the part of it in the chorus is the angels are singing, why do you have to make it so hard? So I guess part of <laughs> the big part of why I'm here is to show people it doesn't have to be that hard. <laughs> and we do make it hard for the most part. Um, we, many of us run away from ourselves for years and years and years. Creative and talented at it. I had many experiences. Well, I think it's while I the training, isn't yeah. it? Isn't that the training? You know, life is supposed yeah. to be hard. You're supposed to work hard. You don't get things easily. I don't know who came up with all this stuff, but some control freak along the way who wanted to be in charge and hold the pill um, and dish out the pills. You need a red one, you need a purple one, and it'll make, oh, life so much better. Uh, started all this stuff, and it's up to us to go, wait a minute, does that sound like that's the truth? No, it's not the truth. It's just like what you guys were talking about, about converting uh, military things. There actually are, by the way, some incredible programs out there that are under the military that uh, like were used in Haiti after the earthquake. And it would, it, yeah, I mean, why do you have to make it so hard? Well, because there's always somebody wanting to be in control. If you get people to understand that each of us is the ones that have to be in control and we can divinely as a quorum make decisions without placing anybody else, you know, on first, <laughs> it, then it would be very easy. And and then people wouldn't have to go hungry and people wouldn't be homeless. But there's always those that we allow and vote in to be in control because supposedly they can make better decisions than we can. And that's just a matter of not trusting our own truth. Silence. So, well, we occasionally let things soak in a minute when they're really good like that. But, I mean, it really is. It's, 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 why does it, you know, well, if everybody did followed their passion, nothing would get done. What? What? Well, no, let, none, no, no, none of the kids would graduate high school, surely. Well, that turned out not to be the case in Canada anyway. They all graduated. Well, and it, it's not the case here either. If you put the opportunity in front of somebody, they will jump on an opportunity. But you have to show them that it's an opportunity. You, you know, if you only show them the problems you run the tapes that, oh, we only do problems, you know. But if you show them the opportunities, then they take the opportunities. Look what they've done with, with drug dealing. You tell me those kids aren't smart. Yes, it's horrible, it's bad. But they saw an opportunity to do something fairly easy for a lot of money, you know, instead of we show them the problem of, oh, if you go to college – you may not get a job when you get out. It's beaten into them every night on the news. Well, heck, I wouldn't want to go to college either. But if you show the opportunity and what you can do and what is available, then you're going to go toward the opportunity. It's human nature to go toward the opportunity. 
Absolutely. Always. I, could, I really couldn't agree more. It's, it's just, it, it's in our innate makeup. <laughs> it's how we operate. Yeah, we've just gotten oh, twisted. Oh, I can do that? Don't okay. you think Yay. we've gotten, we're twisted. Well, and, and you know, it, we go away go from what we're forced or prodded or poked down the road towards. Just like any animal doesn't want to go into a tight cage or gate or chute, they just are like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> well, and, that's why socialism and communism don't work for human beings. I mean, they only they only survive out of fear. Uh, democracy, truly, if it was done right, the world would thrive and prosper because it's based on individual choice, individual responsibility. It, you know, if you if you want to be a ballerina and not a carpenter, go for it. You know, we've we've got some t- pretty tremendous beliefs that I mean, there are a lot of other countries in the world that that follow the same thing that all things are possible. But you look at the way our government is right now in the U.S. and it's like nothing's possible because you know they they do this stupid gridlock thing where you know they, nobody's been an individual you know it's republicans or democrats period well what happened to americans i think we need a whole new party i think it should be the american party yeah or or just outlaw parties just you can't have that anymore yeah no more parties you just stand up and say what you think what you believe what you'll do because if you don't have a party to answer to, that, that now you're elected, the party comes and puts pressure on you to do whatever, people would, I think, take that opportunity well, you know, to do I, what they I think do and understand. Leave. I do understand you have to have government. You have to have uh, – I, I mean, I, Michael ha, and I have had great discussions about this. You do have to have an organization. But we don't have an organization. We have complete disorganization. And if if it could be, you know, untwisted to where it is we the people, like, yo, bud, you know, we're going to vote you out <laughs> if you don't do what we want. <laughs> right. We have that power. We just somewhere along the lines decided we didn't have that power and went along and then yeah. complained and then pointed the finger at somebody else instead of saying, oh, maybe I should have gone and voted. <laughs> Well, and I, you know? I have said many times that the founding fathers of the United States and their vision and what they tried to put down on paper would all just be hopping mad at what's going on. They would be furious. They would start another revolution. They'd be rolling over in the graves except for they came back in and were part of the problem. Yes, well, you know, we'd all have our little parts, you know, to play, but... Uh, but I think it is an awakening. I think you're absolutely right. It's if if everybody would quit being afraid and just state whether I agree with you or not, what my truth is. Like I agree with you. There is no reason. You remember Harry Chapin, the singer? I do. He started. He started the World Hunger Project, which of course died when he did, which was really sad because. He believed that if anybody who signed his paper saying that they were simply in agreement that nobody should starve in the world, that if everybody had that agreement, nobody would starve in the world. And he was right. I mean, tables are only hard because we're in agreement that they're hard. 
you know, people are only poor because we're in agreement that some people are supposed to be rich and some people are supposed to be poor. But I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try really hard not to swear on your program. <laughs> Michael, Michael tends to get out there. But that's bunk. Yeah, we don't, we, don't, we, don't, swear. we don't have any of that bullshit swearing going huh? on around here. We won't put up with that bullshit. <laughs> well, it, it, oh, and it is bullshit. No, yeah, we do. Our, our agreements have to be in alignment with what's good instead of agreements being in alignment with what's not good. It's really an easy fix. I, you know, I, my, Michael laughs at humans. He thinks we're all stupid. He does do that. <laughs> he does do that. <clears throat> That's the Michael we know and love around here. People all these. Oh yeah, I have people that will complain to me a lot that you don't really work with Michael because the way you talk, Michael's he's an angel. He's sweet. He's loving. And I'm thinking, okay, no, that not. may be how he presents to you, but uh, he's sarcastic and straight, you know. And he'll he'll get to where I mean, sometimes I see him and he'll he'll wave his you know, sword around and say, do people not remember what I did when I was a human? I was a warrior. I wasn't fluffy. <laughs> Blue jeans, leather vest, Harley Davidson. <laughs> it's kind of more, more like that movie Michael than this, you know. Oh, he's just like that with thing. me. Yeah. When people say, you know, how what's he like? And I always say, did you see the movie, Michael? That's Michael. That's exactly the way he is. He'll lead you to the truth, but he's not going to hold your hand and, you know, give you kisses and go, come on, over here, over here. He's just, all right, there you go. And he's, and he, uh, <laughs> I love it when, I, when I'm working with clients and they decide they want to argue with him. You know, I learned a long time ago, I don't argue with an angel. But it's so much fun. Well, it hasn't been for me because with Michael, every time, when I was young, like I was 16, 17, 18, I was a hellion. And he'd say, yeah, I don't think you want to go there. Yeah, I don't think you want to do that. And I, oh, I'm going anyway. Go away, you know, because he's not always around. And he'd be like, no, go away. And one night I was driving up this mountain road in the Santa Cruz Mountains with two girlfriends, and we were off to a kegger party. I think I was 16. And we were half loaded at the time. And Michael starts saying, you don't want to go to this party. You don't want to go to this party. And I'm ignoring him and ignoring him. And finally, I feel his hand on my chest so hard, and I was driving. And I knew if I didn't stop that car, he would stop that car. And so I pulled over, and my girlfriends were like, what are you doing? I said, Michael says we can't go up there. And about that time, we hear sirens, and cops start flying by us, and kids in cars start flying down the road. And it turned out three people got shot just at the time we would have gotten to that party. So he made, you know, I learned a lot of times the hard way. (laughs) I I remember one time I was riding my bike and I really didn't know how to stop my bike and I was going down this hill and he says, 
you need to stop your bike. You really need to stop your bike, Deborah. Get off your bike. And I was about nine years old, and I was ignoring him, as I always did, and I went headfirst into a mailbox and cracked my chin open. It's like, okay, maybe Ouch. I should have stopped my bike. <laughs> so I learned, you know, by the time I was like 17, 18, if, if I wanted to argue with him, I would just pay the consequence of whatever it was he was trying to warn me against. So now I don't. Now if he says, that's not a good idea, I stop and relook at it. And if my clients I'm working with say, you know, uh, I'll give you an example because I don't mention names, but one of my clients w- called me to get me and Michael to convince her to stay in a domestic violence uh, relationship. And Michael got to the point of, the, of saying, are you crazy? What are you doing? You know, you get beaten, you end up in the hospital. This is a good thing. Is this what you want? And I finally said, you know, you just paid me to tell you what you already knew that you should not be in this relationship. And nothing we are going to say or do is going to change that you should not be in this relationship. But, you know, people are going to do what they're... Yeah, it's like I'm not going to give you a purple pill to give your partner to make this no longer be the case. The truth is you should not be in this. Period. And that's the thing. And that's what she was looking for, wasn't it? That's exactly what she was looking for. She was looking for you guys to tell her there's hope. He'll change. It'll be okay. Right. And, uh, you know, the one thing that I have done, uh, I've I've been working with clients for 38 years, not to give away my age because I'm old, but, um, I will not do an unethical reading. I just won't do it. It's, I know there are people out there that will, but I won't. Um, if, if you don't want to listen, then I'm done. You know, it's kind of like saving somebody and pulling them out of the ocean and them drying off and saying thank you and then turning around and jumping right back in when they can't swim. And I just don't see anybody, any sense in anybody spending money for, you know, not to hear the truth. If you... You know, so yeah, every, anybody listening, if you don't want to know the truth, don't call us. <laughs> don't call us. We'll give you a list <laughs> of psychics that you know are in the business of doing that. But I'm not a psychic. I just am friends with Michael, and he's not gonna fib you. Well, I am psychic. Well, I sure, psychic. but but it, it's, there's a difference. But I'm not God. That job was taken in this lifetime. Very true. That. Ooh. Very true. That. So, you know, I I can't change those kinds of things. Now, they can, but can they change somebody else? No. The only thing you can change, again, here we go back to personal responsibility, the only thing you can change is you and what decisions you make and what you do with with it. Which is not to say if the guy in question suddenly has a life-altering experience and has an epiphany and does that crazy thing that some of us do and just put their arms out over mine and go, okay, I give up, I need help, show me the way, that he wouldn't be able to change and that they wouldn't go and then assist him. But they're not going to assist him just to cater to the demands of somebody else 
because somebody else doesn't want the inconvenience of having to end the relationship and find her own sense of power. And that's one of the things that people don't often understand. It's like they're not going to go fix that other person for you. That's not their job. (laughs) Well, wasn't it it, uh, John Kerry, like when he had first been made Secretary of State, Somebody in in another country asked about some something that Americans were, not the government, but like some individuals or a group of individuals in the States was doing. And he said, well, yes, all Americans have the right to be stupid. (laughs) I actually liked him. Um, (laughs) And that's that's true. We all, I mean, that's. Michael's saying, yeah, that that's that free will thing that always messes you guys up. <laughs> that's that little that little golden nugget that you have to understand. It's kind of like handing somebody car keys without teaching them how to drive. And that's what we really need to do is learn that, ooh, I have free will. Yes, I can go do drugs, or I can go to college and get good grades, or, you know, I can gain 400 pounds, or I can be healthy. I mean, we have choice, and I hear all the time. So, I mean, I don't even, I've gotten to the point where I don't even want to watch the news anymore because all you hear is what we're being told we're supposed to do and watching sleep sheep go to slaughter. You know, it's free will. As if, if you don't like Obamacare, don't sign up for Obamacare and don't vote for those people next time. But don't bitch about it. And and I've always I've had a rule for many years that if you didn't vote, you can't bitch. To me, anyway, because I don't want to hear it. Absolutely. Do you know? Do you know? In the state of Arizona, only twenty one percent of the people in the entire state came out to vote. And, you know, I mean, I can only speak for Arizona because that's where I am. Uh, Now, except for California, where if you're illegal, you can vote. And they had tons of people vote there. But most states where you actually have to be a citizen of this country to vote for your elected people, um, most people don't vote. But they constantly will bitch. And I agree with you. My dad used to have a bumper sticker, if you don't vote. You can't bitch. And I I absolutely agree with that. In fact, I think if people don't vote, they shouldn't be allowed to get food stamps or any other social program. Because if you don't participate in this country, you shouldn't benefit from the country. Ooh, are you guys going to get emails on that? Um, no. We love emails anyway. <laughs> But, but I, I mean, if they send more them, and more that's people, cool too. More and more people are figuring it out, and most of our EC family is, uh, we hope, figuring it out. Um, because it just goes, it just goes everywhere. You know, it. it who was the quote about the the only way to deal with an unfree world is to become so free that your very existence is a revolutionary act. Hmm. Yeah. Who said that? That was a great saying. I don't remember who said that. That's, I don't remember either. Really and I just posted it to my wall some days ago. Well, just like you <laughs> use it. We're <laughs> 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 borrowing this. I don't know who said it, but it was a good thing to say, so I'm going to say it again. 
My father used to say that the most honest people were the quietest people. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that would work out. Michael likes that one. Can't lie when you don't talk. <laughs> yeah, he's you know, he's saying I mean if you look at history, the, the great leaders, you know, uh like on Gandhi and Gandhi and and you know, all these other really tremendous, amazing leaders were very quiet. He goes, I know this because I know them. Um, uh, but they were very quiet by their actions. They were very quiet in their nature. They weren't out there, you know, screaming, yelling, ranting, and raving, hitting, killing, shooting. That's not how they got change. They demanded change by what they did that was not active. I mean, if everybody, you know, really, I don't know if you saw this thing, and this is my, just my personal bitch, uh, but the one of the, the tie-ins to Obamacare is uh, you have to put down, if you get Obamacare, if you smoke or not. It's the only question they're allowed to ask. They're not allowed to ask any health questions, but they're allowed to ask you if you smoke or not. If you say yes, you have to pay the government 2% of your gross income a year. Well, why not the drinkers or the drug addicts? Thank you. Just the yes. smokers. Thank you. You know, yeah. or the prescription um, users, because I know from experience, prescription pills killed my mother. Oh yeah, if you don't take the prescription that the doctor prescribes you, you can actually be put in jail. I got Crohn's disease, and I don't take any prescriptions. And the only time I am healthy is when I'm doing it naturally. Uh, if I took the drugs that they recommend for Crohn's disease, I would be dead. Probably 20 years yeah. ago. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. long-term you know, usage of, of heavy this, medication is responsible for my mother's body's shutting down. My, Michael says this is uh, that this whole thing was put here in this country for us to wake up, for us to go, no, wait a minute, maybe that's going a little too far. Wait a minute, aren't we in the United States? Isn't this America? And this is the whole reason all this is going on is for us to wake up and individually go, huh? <laughs> you did what? You said what? I have to yeah. what? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, because exactly. I, it's the thing that I've always had faith in that I've, is not the American government; it's the American people. Sometimes you have to push them till, you know, ninety percent of their self is off the edge of the cliff, but they will but grab on and claw their way back. <clears throat> yeah, it usually takes a na- natural disaster or, uh, you know, nine eleven. Something for people that along those lines for people, you know, to something do, do shock them. Well, I. I think this the, this uh, Obamacare nightmare that is just beginning to unravel is going to be our wake-up call. Okay, if you don't want these things voted in, you need to go out and vote. You need to pick people to run that have your values, your ethics, that speak the truth. I know it sounds like politician and truth shouldn't go together, but they really should. Boy, we're, we're you just would going think. off and off. All kinds of tangents. Here's a suggestion. Here's something that kind of irks me to no end. There's all yes. these 
quote-unquote light workers out there who are complaining about the system and how it doesn't do... You know what? Get, off at, get up off your ass and be a part of the solution, i.e., get involved with the system. Because the more conscious-minded you know, people who are running the system, the better the system's going to run. I have been involved uh, between the magazine and other businesses I've been in. I've been involved with the quote-unquote new age, new mental consciousness community for about 40 years. And I will tell you that there's two kinds of light workers. There are people that really are light workers. I'm not saying there aren't. There are people that really are light workers. And there are what I call new age snobs, which are worse than any other group I have seen and are the majority, and they do not walk their talk. So I always tell people, even if they sign up for a session with me, um, that you need to really, you know, see who resonates with you. Um, Because don't believe just because somebody charges a lot of money or is famous that they're going to be any good or going to speak the truth, or if somebody's just starting out and that's your first reading, that they're going to be bad. You need to go with what resonates with you, and you're absolutely right. It's the people that claim to be, you know, higher consciousness, acted conscious, we would not have half the messes in the world what we do. And if... if, if just to play the hypothetical instead of you know what I actually believe, if if it's really true that this that there's a shift going on, and 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 so the people that are going that direction energetically or trying to doing their inner work or whatever, um, if they decide and they don't participate in any of the structures that exist and the energy that used to hold them up goes away, they will fall down. And won't that be you a mess? You shift actually happened? It happened already. It happened December of 2012. That's when the oh, shift in the alignment actually happened. So if you haven't been able to get your direction going by now, then you're, you're in trouble because it's already happened. We moved from the brain to the heart December 12th. And, and, the light workers, it's interesting talking to a lot of people in this industry because they they kind of got stuck. You know, we're trained to from the time we're born to use our brains, not our hearts. And the light workers who have been, oh well you go meditate and you do this, they're like weekend warriors to Michael. <laughs> you know, I'm repeating what Michael's saying right right now, by the way. You know, to him they're like weekend warriors. They will go and do these things that are really great on Saturday and Sunday, but then they scream and rant and rave at their kids Monday through Friday. You know, they get upset with their boss or, you know, are horrible to the people that work for them. But then they go, but I'm conscious, I'm of higher consciousness. Okay, let's bring that into everything you do in every moment of your day. And then you will truly be higher consciousness. Let's make it an everyday connection. Oh, oops. Yeah. Because 
Plug, plug, plug. I love it. Hey, no, plug, that's plug. one of the reasons well, I wanted to do your to say, show. But I want to point something out, and it's important. It's not to say that it's not okay to get angry. It's, it's not to say that it's not okay to get frustrated. It is, absolutely. But be honest about it. Don't sit there and pretend that you're pure and perfect and you're always calm and post pictures of yourself in yoga positions and always speak with a soft-spoken voice when you're talking in public and then go behind your doors and yell at your husband. Stand yeah. on the truth of who be you real. are. That's be, what being conscious be is. Real. Wayne Dyer be. had in one of his things, it was, you know, this thing that he had with his daughter and he said, my daughter kicked her hip out and put her hand on, the, on that hip and said, well, what would the world think about you, Mr. Peace? You know, that's real is, you know, I've been at this game for 40 years and I still have my moments. And that's oh, not I, me. I, I mean, I them. totally but, can. But that weekend thing, I thought, well, didn't we get over that with the people that go to church on the weekend? And then they're assholes all week? Oh, no, we have different gotta, churches now. You know. Now we have centers and higher learning cases that happen to meet on Sundays because nobody's working. So it's still the same Treat. thing. Michael says it's the it's the same game with different pieces. Yeah, different yes. flavor. And of the still, same nobody's stuff. got the rules. You know, um, I I have never been much of a joiner kind of person. Um, I mean, I, you wouldn't know it to talk to me, but I was raised in a very conservative Jewish family. And the only girl and the youngest, which is not a good place to be uh, when I was young. Um, and yet at the same time, I could talk to my parents in, uh, about Archangel Michael, and they didn't poop. Uh-oh. Honestly, we're good people, and they let us you know, develop what we were going to do. But I, I run into people all the time that, uh, you know, maybe the only thing they believe in is a vegan diet. And so their kids are only allowed to be vegans. And the kids have got all these medical problems because they may be typo blood types that have to have red meat, you know. So I, 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 I think not going anywhere except for inside you is the true path absolutely vote for that absolutely absolutely and uh, yeah i do get mad michael gets mad yeah (laughs) oh i know i don't like that sometimes (laughs) it's been not fun occasionally he's been mad it's not fun so we've reached our about the halfway point here uh so time for us to have a quick break uh, what are we going to play, Jane? I don't know. Firebird? Yeah, well, yes, no. I don't know. I don't know. Ah, surprise me. What do we me. play for Michael? What do we, we got some heavy metal? No, we don't. What? Um, He'd probably like Firebird. I think Firebird will be all right. So oh, yeah. So our friend Ina V with her song Firebird, and uh, we'll be right back with Deborah Jacobs. Stay with us, folks. I am a snake
Welcome back, everybody. Again, that was our friend Ina V with her song Firebird. Firebird. You can find out more about her at inav.com. That's E-N-A-V-I-E.com. So she's got lots of cool music, or hot music in the case of Firebird, I suppose. No? I don't know. Just set yourself on fire. Oh, wait, no. Did I say that out loud? The fact, well, the reason I'm laughing is because I work with dragon magic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that was fitting then. It was very fitting. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Set yourself on fire. The only things that will burn is what's not you anyway, so it's all right. Um, not that gasoline thing they're doing in Tibet. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, all right. We're getting lost. Jean. Yes. What are we doing now? You, you want me to rescue lost. you? <laughs> I no, we're not lost. But we did ask Deborah while we were on break uh, if she, she would did. do a little mini reading for Jean this time. Jean usually throws me under the bus. 
I don't know what got into her. Well, actually, volunteer to actually, show. Michael's going to throw you both under the bus because See. he's got information for both of you, if that's okay. Awesome. All right. All right with me. Okay. So we're starting off with Gene. Uh, Gene, you, you know, the, the, the thing with the movie, it can be a huge, huge success. But you need to lift up your right foot and step off of your own energy hose. Um, every time that, that you run into a wall, instead of trying to climb the wall like you've done in the past, Michael would like you to either make a right or left turn and look for how you get around the wall. And you don't have to do it so hard. So just kind of lift up your foot and realize that when you hit that wall, oh, maybe I'm stepping on my own energy hose here. So uh, if I just stop, take breath, and look for the options. Um, and the everything that's coming up, um, uh, Michael's saying that you have you'll have papers to sign on the twenty. He hates human time, but he's showing me twenty third through twenty sixth. Um, you'll get papers. Uh, final papers or something on the 23rd, you need to really, really read the, the fine print because there's something in it that you need to change before you sign it, okay? And then I see it being actually finalized on the 26th uh, of, uh, of the month. Um, and uh, something about, and you'll have to help me with this because I don't know your life, uh, something about you were hoping for a release uh, for Christmas of next year. Is that right? A release. Hello? For Christmas. A release. I'm, yeah, no, I'm... The film? The film release? Oh, no, I have I have no idea what they're, what they're hoping for. <laughs> uh, okay, because no I'm, I'm really, I'm really hearing, uh, I'm really hearing... Christmas music and seeing snow around that. Okay. Oh, cool. oh, so I think I think everything's okay. going to go into like really rapid motion. Um, as soon as the papers are signed, it's going to be like full on, boom, 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 boom. Here you go, you're done. Um, and uh, it can be hugely successful. Uh, Michael said that he he wanted to talk a little bit about the relationship. Your relationship? Yep. Okay. So um, there's, there's – actually, it's really funny because you guys are like um, um, parallel lines. And w what happens is because you are parallel lines, you, occasionally you have to look across at the other person and make sure they're still next to you and, and see if – you know, they're running in any little bumps on their roads because you're two individuals in, with two very powerful energies. And when one or the other starts going, hey, wait for me, that's when you have some issues. So all you have to do is just consciously be aware that, oh, they're not on my line. <laughs> no matter how much I want them to be on my line, they're not on my line and look next to you and see where they're at and either allow them to catch up or talk them into slowing down a little bit. So you stay in this same energy push. Does that make sense to you? It, it totally does. It totally does. Okay. Wow, you're touching on something that there's no way you could have 
possibly known. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Michael said, oh, really? <laughs> but, um, no, that I'm not like ever knowing. This is Michael knowing. Um, and, yeah, the, you know, uh, and I will tell you, five minutes after I'm done talking to you, Deborah will not remember anything that Michael has said. Uh, I don't channel him, uh, which I like people to be clear on. I actually hear him just like I hear you. He does not take me over or anything weird like that. Uh, and, and sometimes I will debate with him uh, about certain things that he might want to answer. Uh, but uh, so so that's your whole thing in a in really in a nutshell. And and then you can get back to some of those other things that you really enjoyed about the relationship that you were afraid were gone. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. He also says that it's really, really important that you instate a date night to 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 get okay. that whole romantic thing back going again. Okay. It's it's got to be a you and partner thing. Okay. Um. And then he says that's all. That's what he's got for you. Cool. Yeah. Did you have any questions for him? That he didn't answer. Covered everything. <laughs> okay, uh, he has a tendency to do that. When I have people book sessions with me, I only book one a day because I have people write their questions the night before, and then he brings me a lot of the information. He and the dragons that I work with in Dreamtime the night before, and I found if I booked more than one client a day, I got their information messed up. So. <laughs> Uh, but generally, he will tend to answer questions even if you weren't sure those were what you wanted to ask. But and I, I'm sorry if he gets personal, but you did ask for the reading. I, I I did, and I actually had in my heart what I wanted to know was I was coming down the stairs from our break. So um, yeah, yeah. No, it was cool. He asked. He answered what I asked. Yeah, and it's all going to be. It, it all it all can be really 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 good. Um, you're going into 2014 as your harvest year uh, to reap everything that you have planted. So as long as you don't step on your own energy hose, you will have a great harvest. But if you try to Got climb it. walls, you're going to bite yourself in the butt. Okay. Michael says, time to shift. So our other little friend here. He says, what, 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 what is the name that you actually go by? Rick. Okay. Rick, it's time to put down your wandering shoes. You are going to become stable someplace. You're not in a relationship, right? Nope. Okay, because there's, there's a soulmate coming. You said, why Scottsdale? Your soulmate's in Scottsdale. So that would be why you are going there. But what you have to do this time, because you tend to go into things with blinders on and that you have other purposes in life, so you don't notice uh, when you run into soulmates. Uh, in fact, in most cases, you like the challenge of trying to make something work when it's not right, like you can fix it. And um, this, it's time to stop that because you have a soulmate waiting for you in Scottsdale that, and you're not going to stay in Scottsdale. I actually, weird, I actually feel like you're going to go someplace like Alaska uh, eventually. Um, but did you have any interest in going to Alaska? Uh, not that I know of yet. Of, yeah, 
No. Okay. Well, it may be it, it may be like you know a part time thing. Like well, I don't I've know. Been, I've been uh, in but, Costa Rica and, and, six months, and seven months ago I didn't know when what you know. Right. Well, you're going to be phase. in Scottsdale for uh, you're going to be a, you're going to be, and I don't know if it's actually Scottsdale, but I I do feel like it, it's going to be once you meet this person, and and you go wow. Um, I think I think you'll end up moving at some point outside of the valley, but um, you're going to run into somebody who actually you're not going to have to teach. This person's already on the path. This person's already conscious. This person's already um, some sort of an activist. You're you're kind of an activist, I'm guessing. Um, I have my soapboxes. I have not okay. been real so this, outwardly this person, active. Okay, well I say I think this person is um and I and I do believe that this person is going to um kind of give you a direction to aim all this energy at and instead of being frustrated by a whole bunch of things, you're going to be consciously changing one thing. Does that make sense? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and it's it's like the the love that because um, you're a little cynical, it's it's kind of a love that you didn't really believe was still going to be out there for you. Wow! So cool. put your dancing shoes on, honey. You're about to you're about to go do the ballroom. <laughs> we. Um, and the other thing you you had a you have a uh, a question on money. And and it's kind of like you have no idea where it's going to come from. Right. So what Michael wants you to be absolutely clear on is unless you have an intention, they can't help you get anything. So when you get moved, form an intention, an absolute clear intention of what specifically you intend to do and and okay, Michael he keeps going back and forth. He does different languages when he gets all excited. So he's like Spanish, <laughs> French, but I don't speak any of those. Um, he says it's just like if you it's be do have. So you have to be whatever it is you want to be. Like if you were wanted to be an architect. You have to actually be an architect in your soul, you know, and have the dream and all that stuff. Then you go do whatever you have to do, go to school, get a job, whatever, as an architect, to do the architect thing, right? Right. Then you have whatever it is, whether it's have, uh, you know, the ability to be famous, rich, uh, whatever it is. But if you don't have the absolute clarity in intention, like if you intended to go to New York from L.A., you could go to the airport, get on a direct flight nonstop, right? Right. Okay. But you have a tendency to go, okay, I think I'll go to New York, and you're in L.A., and you go to Michigan and Mexico and then back to Oregon. and See what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So now you're now – you're, now you, he says he's giving you this path. So he wants you to write down uh, a whole bunch of different ideas of what what you're being and what you want to do and what it is you want to have. And, I mean, I've had clients that just wanted to be rich, and that's all, that's all they wanted to have was money. Okay, so 
you know, one of them I convinced how you could be a lottery winner <laughs> and go do what you had to do, which meant buy lottery tickets, to have the outcome of winning. Now, this person only won $100,000, but the person was a lottery winner. So you, But you never start the other direction. You never want to go, I want to have this. I want to have the perfect marriage. I want to have the perfect soulmate. Because if you do that, what happened to the bee and what are you going to do? Um, and, and this is like his number one bitch about humans that there is, is, um, you know, intention without movement equals nothing. Intention plus mo- movement equals everything that you could ever want. And he's done with you. <laughs> and that's and he's gone. <laughs> he actually just gone. Yeah. But he, I guess you've got whatever it was you needed to get. I I get it. Yeah, I do. It's funny because I've always harped about it's not have do be. It's be do have. And, and you're absolutely right. Swallow your own position. Heal thyself. <clears throat> no. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say. I wasn't gonna say that. I left that for you to do. Well, I'm. <laughs> that's classic. I'm open enough to let that out there, because um, I have. I've. I've. It was a lesson that I was taught some time ago, and uh, along with a lot of crap. But that was in there, and I saw it, and was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I've done that. You've got you yeah, to have an old, office. They thought that in EST um, many, many years ago when EST, that organization, first started. And uh, I went through their program because my parents went through it, and I couldn't understand what the hell they were talking about. And we hadn't talked to each other in nine years, and they went through that program, and suddenly they loved me again. So I went through the program, and I'm like, wow, this is like baby steps. But... Wow. They did have, I mean, no matter what you do, you can always find those golden nuggets. And that be, do, have thing actually was started by, who's the famous scholar from Rome, Socrates? Yeah. He used different words, but that's where that came out of. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to be in your being. I plucked it out of Scientology, of all things. My brother's been in Scientology for like 40 years. And... um, Oh, I wasn't in long before I was like, whoa, something is rotten in Denmark <laughs> or in <laughs> But Florida. everything has it's a golden maybe. nugget. Always. It, it would not it work for several. me for two days, but it were, it, my, it's worked for my brother for 40 years. Yeah. You yeah. know, so, I, I mean, everybody's different. They're all paths. But that was one of, one of his big deals was the action cycle. He used to get so yeah. boxy just like me about, look... You know, you're out there, you oh, I got to have an office and some business cards and a secretary and this and this and this. And then once I have all that stuff, then I'll do some things. <laughs> and then once I've done some things, then I'll be, yeah, no, other way around. One of my favorites that I've done for uh, too many years that I can mention is um, when life gets a little calmer, I'll quit smoking. When I lose weight, I'll quit smoking. When I and I, Michael finally, I, I actually quit for eight weeks, and Mike and I wasn't in my body. And Michael said, "Why do you want to quit smoking? It's not going to hurt you. 
you it's not like a lot of people that may get this or may get that you've known since the day you started it would not hurt you you will die of something else so why are you putting yourself through this i start smoking again i have that with cigarettes and and people particularly some light workers that are in my life are just like you know (laughs) i can help you i can help you with that i'm like i don't need any help i go to the store i buy cigarettes i smoke them it's fine i don't need help but don't you want to quit? The day I decided no. to start smoking again was at the L.A. Conscious Living Expo when I walked around and saw all these thousands of people, quote-unquote, light workers, and I walked outside and went, oh, my God, I want a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, what, what am I doing here? That's, I, it was funny when you said that. I used to, people used to ask me all the time, don't you go to the so-and-so center in Houston? And I go, the what? So I often hadn't even heard of it. So I finally did one one day. I went to a... Saturday Expo thing, and where it was their thing they do every week, and um, uh-huh. they all gather and, and and I went and walked around there, and and then I was like, I gotta go, on a steak or something. I what? Just, it was, and 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 there it's was not, it's not there was bad the to there not that, be alone though. No, I mean, that's let's not that is good. Let's not diss on everything uh, here because no, 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 no. But but yeah, it it, it just is that. Uh, it, it's something that be discerning. Something be that discerning on where you fit. That light workers are sometimes, you know. Well, I don't ever want to say anything about anybody except the good stuff. Well, yeah, we want to focus on the good stuff, but don't fool <laughs> yourself out there with that. There's some kookiness still. It's always yeah, been. I had somebody, always somebody be- say, "How come? How we don't go to the synagogue anymore?" I said, "My parents are dead now. I don't have to do guilt. You know, I can do what I." And, and fulfilled by. Yeah, doesn't mean it was a bad place, you know. It just wasn't my fit. Yeah, not my place. Yeah, was that, my place. That lost the it's whole. Really hard when you're talking about talking to Archangel Michael and working with dragons, and you know, and, and they look at you and go, "Huh?" <laughs> it's like, okay, this isn't my place. But I have found places I do fit, you know. Of course. Well, that's the thing. There always are. Wasn't that the Jonathan Livingston seagull? If you go up there, you'll be all alone. There won't be any seagulls to fly with. And he went up there and found out there was a whole bunch of seagulls up there. They just never came down to over there. And yep. there's always a, there's always a place. I mean, you know, we do that. We have a phoenix that lives with a dragon. That's Gene over there. <laughs> And you know, it, it, yeah. at least they have fire in common. <laughs> it makes for an interesting mesh of energies. <laughs> yeah, like I said, parallel lines. <laughs> you yeah, know, they may be lit up in fire, but they're parallel lines. I, and I've been present for some of the days when the gears weren't quite meshing, and it's like what? Because they mesh so much, so well, much of the time, just so perfectly that when it gets off just a hair, they're both like, what the hell happened? Where am I? Oh, this is my, not my, da- my daughter and I are that exactly like that. Yeah. I mean, it. I mean, when it works, it works. And But when it doesn't, all you got to do, you know, and this is where people blow off relationships that they shouldn't, is if it's simply a matter of your energies are not in sync. I'll give you a good example. Well, uh, somebody, and I won't say who, called me because their husband was just going crazy, angry, screaming, ranting, and raving. And I said to her, 
okay, and how much are you screaming and ranting and raving? And she goes, well, but, but, but. I said, no, no, it takes two. So instead of looking at what he's doing wrong or what you're doing wrong, you guys just need to take a breath and see where you're doing right or get divorced. It's as simple as that. Either work it out or get divorced. Because if it's, I have made great husbands for other people. <laughs> I, I, you know, people will say, well, weren't you upset with your divorce? I'm like, oh, heck no. In fact, my ex-husband and I are great friends. His, his kids with his new wife used to call me Aunt Deborah. Um, I understood that we had been together for what we were supposed to be together, and it was time no longer to be together. And it was all cool. Why do people have to go into that angry, dark, nasty thing? You don't have to do that. You just go, okay, next. And if it's supposed to be together, you stay together, and you work it out. Okay, I'm done with my soapbox. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's a good one you know can't these come soapboxes to... are so much fun we get a little soapy around here we you know what are oh, you people thinking with the, what the you what because really some of them you kind of look back at them with the, with the eyes of consciousness and they just don't make even the slightest bit of sense it's like what how could you ever and of course then I just tell people well, it was on the way here. That's how I did that. It's, See, we get to rambling. We can go on forever and ever and ever. And I can't so, do that. No, we do have to. Uh, we do have to bring it to a close. But we do want to be absolutely sure that folks know where to find you out there in Internet Land, in case they would like to have a check with. You know, if we haven't scared them out of it by look out, <laughs> the truth is coming. Um, so that they can find you and have a chat and ask their own questions. When's well, my boyfriend coming find... and when am I going to be rich? Oh, wait, no. <laughs> there's, there's, there's two ways to find me. My website is Readings by Devra, and it's D-E-V, as in Victor, R-A, um, readingsbydevra.com, or uh, on Shirley McLean's website. I am actually booked exclusively uh, for... Uh, my regular readings through Shirley McLean's website. You just have to look under shopping, <laughs> believe shopping. it or not. Uh, shopping. I'm under shopping. I'm shopping for Deborah. Uh, but there are many reads that I offer uh, on my website. So if they go to Readings by Deborah, I'm also on Facebook under Readings by Deborah. Um, and so there's lots of ways to find me and uh, and connect with me. And we do on the Readings by Deborah. Michael tries to do a Michael's Thought for the Day, which are pretty cool, uh, if anybody wants to check that out. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I am an intuitive life coach, but if you don't want to know the truth, don't book with me. Ask someone else. <clears throat> the world is full of people that will be happy to lie to you and tell you what they think you want to Absolutely. hear. <clears throat> I, did Absolutely. It for, I did it for years. Never did like it, but I did it. Well... <laughs> It's I just have to, to have to thank you for sharing your time, talent, and treasure with us this evening, cutting out some time for us. I know there's lots going on, but we all have lots going on. You know, when's going to be a good day? I thank day? you for having me. You guys are awesome. This has been a great show. Awesome. Glad you had fun. That's our main goal. Have fun. 
our only goal. <laughs> Have fun. Have fun. All right, Absolutely. so definitely get by. Readings with Devra, D-E-V-R-A. And um, also come by our website, everydayconnection.me. And uh, exciting stuff coming up. Um, I'm, we're both involved, really, to, to some extent, with this uh, idea of a new radio station. So you may have a new place to find us. But we'll always be at everydayconnection.me. So get by. Sign up for the newsletter. Do the thing. What, the, what I said on the last show, do that. Wait. Does that work? <laughs> we, Does we, it? I don't know. But we do hope you'll join thank us you next guys. time. Oh, thank you again. You and, have a um, wonderful night. All right. And um, we've got more conversations like this coming up. Hope you'll join us. But until then. To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourselves, stay connected. Have a great now, everybody. Join Jean and Rick again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and subscribe for news and updates. Stop by their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection and join the conversation. You can also subscribe on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com slash price match for details So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.